Welcome back, everyone. We are excited to have you um, listen to this last segment of this three-part conversation in which we finally get to hear the answer to Heidi's question. Yes. And I think you are going to really be blessed and encouraged. If you have not listened to part one and part two of this series, Rhythms of a God-Centered Family, please go back and listen to those. Otherwise, let's dive right in. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. How much of parenting, you know, you're talking about the big issues that these teens face. How many of them are the teens facing them because we are placing them in this mucky water because we're making it so much harder than what it is? Yes. (laughs) If, um... I can't imagine as a parent how much, how easy it is to place your identity hmm. in the successes or failures of your kids. So Bethany, my, my yeah. co-youth pastor and us were with two moms a couple months ago mm-hmm. who were talking about um, hosting and, and partnering in the hosting of their child's small group. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the moms asked, um, how are you doing? And they're like, how are, like to all of us, how are you guys doing? And the other mom immediately started answering about her kids and how her kids are doing. And then she stopped herself and she said, you know, guys, I felt, I felt very convicted lately. And I've realized that for the past 15 years, probably when people ask me how I am, I immediately answer how my kids are doing and I never get to me. And um, it seems selfless and, and like, I'm a good parent because I'm putting my kids first. And she said, I didn't, I didn't even realize how much of my identity I've placed in my kids. And wow. I don't want to like shame parents for doing that, but I just want to encourage them that you can, if to, to put your own identity aside and your own desires mm-hmm. aside and to just look at them is often to, to teach them how to sit and be patient on the Lord or to teach them how to say no to things in order to hear God's voice more clearly or to teach them how to focus their attention in order to have more quiet space or quiet time elsewhere. It's like one of the best things you can do for their identity mm-hmm. is to help them be less busy, uh, to help them be less chaotic mm-hmm. and to help their souls and, and their bodies be more simple um to have more time and more ease it's like the best thing you could one of the best things you can do for your kid but we don't think about that we just think about more 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 for them you know right i would do the same right yeah yeah oh it's so so true it is it's that constant thing of what more can i do what more can i provide what more can i give to them to allow them to take that next step But I still come back to this idea. I think so much of this is wrapped up in fear. It's Mm. the fear that I'm not going to provide enough. It's the fear that they're not going to um, be able to take that next step Mm. instead of allowing them to take those next step and walk in beside them. Amen. Yeah. Heidi, that's so good. Well, and what is it that um, has happened that we are so scared of making a mistake. Like you said earlier, Scott, just, okay, so what if the kid doesn't like the musical? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Pivot. I mean, it's not a big deal, but for some reason, I think it's twofold. It's to the mom. It is your, the parents feel like, oh, we, you know, we failed somehow. We didn't Mm -hmm. get enough vocal coaching and we didn't do the acting lessons and it's our fault. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that they're not a specialist and it's just, okay. 
And we can let our kids fail. I mean, you know my kids. How many times have my kids failed? (laughs) Hey, and look at the stats of all the pros in the world. Right. Who who weren't raised in a situation of mm-hmm. parents being able to constantly like push mm-hmm. them toward or provide them opportunities for that thing that they mm-hmm. became a pro at. Like if your kid's gonna be a pro, he's gonna be a pro out outside right. of your ability to foster it. Exactly. Uh, but if your kid's gonna be healthy, they're gonna be healthy in the realities of your mm-hmm. ability to foster it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much of this is based on comparison to like parents comparing themselves and their parenting uh-huh. to other parents, but then also these kiddos that are just a wash in yeah. comparison. And, you know, I mean, I, I would venture to say more often than not coming up short. Sure. I mean, social media in school, in conversation, I mean, all the things, even in cell groups, youth groups, mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, I'm sitting next to my friend and comparing her shoes. Yep. Old, I mean, that's, you know, yep. That's a surface level example, but it, that was that was my other example of of what I see affecting my students the most, and it was jealousy. Really? Um, oh yeah, and I think jealousy, even in our youth group, jealousy leads to hatred, and yeah. it leads to unforgiveness. Yes. And those are the two things that are keeping love from binding all things together in perfect harmony, mm-hmm. as it says in Colossians, the world will know that we are followers of Jesus by our love for one another. Mm-hmm. And, and youth groups, kids communi- communities can sometimes be like the biggest example of love for one another. Like they fight for each other, they laugh together, they cry mm-hmm. together. And yet sometimes I think kids communities can be the biggest examples of the world and not the church where mm-hmm. jealousy and unforgiveness lead us to hate one another or to push one another away. Mm-hmm. And main, especially jealousy, especially with social media, there's a whole nother podcast. Okay. So let's go Thanks. back to our question. As families, how do we help our kids? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say the first one. We got to model it. Sure. We got to model encouraging other people and and not model the reverse of the jealousy. But what else beyond that? Um, man, if we are going to impress and teach our kids to walk in these healthy ways, I think um, I think we got to ask probing questions, um, and I think we got to um, be the example of a, a spiritually calm and patient and, and rhythmic life. I mm-hmm. I think those dinner conversations like where the husband and wife might talk to each other across the table and just forget about the kids who aren't answering anything. They might start to see it modeled in the parents' conversation how they're saying no to things or how they are choosing to drop something for the sake of picking up something else for their spouse, you know, or I'll, I'll drop this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll ask my teammate at work to lead this meeting tomorrow so that I can help you from two to three mm-hmm. and your need, you know, seeing the dad at work start to not have to lead everything on his floor or, mm-hmm. or amongst his, his team and his corporation, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so many small and big ways that parents can, can model for kids how they're choosing to say yes and no to what's in front of them based off of their desires and passions and also mm-hmm. based off of the opportunities God's placed on their day. And then it's easier to tell the kid, Hey, what, what things do you feel passionate about at school? What what things are driving you the most? Do you want to drop something next year? Should we think about doing one of your things more intently next year and dropping mm-hmm. something else so that you're not crazy busy all the time? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, um, hey, I, I noticed like you've been hanging around a lot with with these friends. Like, are, Is there something about them that you really love? 
Or is there something about them that, that really is exciting to hang out with them? Or what do you love most about the friends that you just went on the mission trip with or whatever? And sometimes those questions can even be like, start to lead to other probing questions about mm-hmm. like, do you sometimes feel like you're not as good as them? Or are you actually kind of jealous of that thing? Because you know what you bring to the table is, is this and this. And I bet they love hanging out with you because of this, this, this. Right. right. But you know, if I could just wrap all of this up with a pretty little bow, everything you have shared with us, Scott, is about time. Wow. Yeah. Because you think about it, praying together, that takes time. Wow. And it takes time to pray on a different level than just thank you for the food and thank you for our home. Yeah. You know, eating together, that takes time. These intentional questions, they take time. Knowing the truth ourselves, Hmm. that takes time for me to be daily in the word and doing the study and doing the research and, and, and seeking the Lord in this. It all boils down to, are we taking the time? And in order to take that time, we've got to say no to some good things. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could, we could do a sermon on Sabbath right now, right? Mm -hmm. How we were made to pull back and Mm -hmm. trust. We weren't just Mm -hmm. made to sit on the couch and watch TV one day a week, you know, but we were made to pull back from the things in our life in order to actively trust the spirit of God at work in us, in our families, Mm -hmm. to to walk in that trust, to walk in that space of resting in him Mm -hmm. rather than in our things. Yeah, that, Heidi, that's that's a good point. Time, time, time. Yes. <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. These are the theme verses for ABC Jesus Loves Me and Parenting to Impress. And it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. This is where the parenting to impress comes in. Impress these commandments on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And I think, Scott, that that just envelops everything that we just talked about. It's taking that time to impress. Mm -hmm. I so agree. Um, As as a parent, uh, when you when you say impressing, Mm -hmm. I know everyone can't see this, but even what you were doing with your fist in your (laughs) hand was was like a slow, um, uh, like forceful in a good way type of movement. There wasn't anything abrupt or aggressive about Mm. what you were doing with your fist in your hand, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Isn't that so like how the Lord moves in our lives? Some Mm -hmm. The the lies of the enemy, the the things of this world come abruptly. Um, The temptation of the adolescent kid to look at pornography or something that they shouldn't be seeing. Or, or the temptation to be jealous of the backpack that they see their friend wearing, hmm. you know, um, the, the temptation to, to, um, uh, yell at their sibling or fight back or hit mm-hmm. or whatever. The things of the enemy come so abruptly and with such, um, aggression, you know, mm-hmm. and what you did with your hand when you were, when you were talking about impressing upon our kids mm-hmm. the things of the Lord, it was this slow, forceful, but like in a gentle and calming way, kind of like a really good massage or like a weighted <laughs> blanket, you know, um, or, or like a, a deep hug. That That's the type of life God is calling us to is like an intentional, consistent, gradual um, push toward 
things of him, hmm. um, pushing our kids gently, but, but, but firmly toward the things of the kingdom. You know, I love that analogy. Yes, you, you are exactly correct. And it doesn't happen overnight. Mm, wow. Yeah. It takes years and years and years um, mm. to get to that point where you are releasing your kiddos and mm. hopefully releasing them with their own personal relationship with God, not what they've carried on from what you've given them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there, it goes back to time. It takes time, right. and and um, maybe one of the hardest things to do as a, as a human in this world, or especially as a parent, is to believe that um, God moves slowly, and often healthy things happen slowly. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah, I go. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> That's hard it? as a parent for sure. So, Scott, thank you. We appreciate yeah. you being here, and I appreciate your wisdom that you've brought. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Heidi, I don't know about you, but this series has just blessed my mm-hmm. socks off. I cannot tell mm-hmm. you. We shared with the listeners earlier that um, we taped this several months mm-hmm. ago. And as I have listened and re-listened and re-listened and mm-hmm. re-listened, God has continued to use what we talked about in these conversations in my parenting life right now. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of wonder, you know, why did we tape this so many months ago? And we've had several times where it's been on the calendar to share it. And God just didn't want it to. And so I know there are listeners out there that this is the perfect timing for them. And I'm just thankful to be able to share. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslesbian.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends.